It's wrong. It's messed up. There's something wrong. The NFL is messed up, man. Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. I'm not talking about the letdown that is Pro Bowl weekend between the NFC Championship, AFC Championship game weekend, and the Super Bowl weekend. I'm talking about things like the Rooney Rule, the diversity hiring, and teams tanking. Yeah, Brian Flores, the former coach for the Miami Dolphins, sued the NFL and brought to light some issues that haven't exactly been super secret for decades in the league, but it also brought up something that goes to the heart of the game, and that's teams tanking seasons. I was shocked when Flores got axed after two winning seasons, even amid the two MS. Come on, two winning seasons with the Dolphins? That's a recipe to stay, right? He says the Dolphins' ownership fired him when he wouldn't tank the season. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but the mere suggestion of it and the fact that many NFL fans understand the desire of tanking for draft picks, that's an issue. It's a competitive football league. It's one of the best sports in the world. Come on, man. In fact, the NFL's got a responsibility not only to look into what Brian Flores is saying that the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, was willing to do to pay the coach for a bonus for each loss. They said Saturday they will, but they got to look into that hard. They also have to reduce the chances of tanking being an effective strategy. In the NFL, it's never been more clear that teams are willing to tank a season or two to land one, two, or three Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks in any given draft. Look, and if a Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck might be a play, I, I get it. All right? That's not really... Uh, any different than landing a LeBron or a Kobe, right? These quarterbacks are that significant. The idea that having the worst record gets you the best pick seems like a perfect way to make all the teams more competitive eventually. But in reality, it rarely works that way. So here's what I suggest. And it's something that the NBA and the NHL both already do. A draft lottery. Yeah. Take the 18 teams that didn't qualify for the playoffs, put the ping pong balls in the machine, and let's go. Let's rock and roll. Let's have at it. Let's say the top three picks, or the top four, maybe top five. Let's go top five are selected by the machine. And the rest of the picks are slotted in in inverse order of the wins. Yeah, I have no problem with the idea that each of those 18 teams may have an equal opportunity for a top five pick. That would take the uh, idea off the table that any of the worst two or three teams may bench or pull players in the late season game to increase the odds of losing because it's not going to matter as much. But in all fairness, a lightly weighted lottery in which teams with the most losses receive a slight, gradually decreasing advantage is probably the right way to go. It works for the NHL and the NBA. Just make sure not to overweigh the advantage for the worst teams, as that would defeat the entire point of this exercise. It's time to reduce the incentive for teams to tank. Yeah, a rebuilding team may still shed many veterans for future picks. Yeah, it's true that a tanking team would still select higher in rounds two or seven, but this is all about that number one, those number two picks, the quarterbacks, really. It's always about the quarterback. Think how many first-round picks teams have given up to get first-round quarterbacks. My Rams have done it. Then they traded him and a bunch of picks for another former first-round quarterback, overall number one. A system ensuring the worst team gets the first pick, so often the best available quarterback, it's antiquated. It's old. It's got to go. Remember, Flores now alleges that he felt pressure from the owner, Ross, even with a reminder from general manager Greer that losing was preferred. Yeah! What the hell? What an uncomfortable, unfortunate, unnecessary dynamic it is. If the chase for the top pick wasn't at stake because of a lottery, this all seems less likely, and that would give us a better, more competitive, more enjoyable product. And it gives the NFL another thing that people will tune in to watch, which they freaking love. It's what needs to be done and done fast by the NFL. Breaking the news that's already broken. It's time for Prospector's Briefs on Rock 107. Kim Kardashian's daughter, North, doesn't have access to her own TikTok account. Well, here's hoping she also doesn't have access to Google because she's going to need therapy if she finds out how mom became famous. 
Snowboarder Sean White says the Beijing Olympics will be his final competition. He's looking forward to spending more time with his closest bonds. The president of France is having a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Vladimir Putin today because even though Russia is only threatening Ukraine, France wants to go ahead and surrender. Making sure breaking news stays broken. Tune in tomorrow for Prospector's Briefs on Rock 107. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. Olympics are continuing to go. I have a problem with a couple of sports. Now, we can go back and forth over what constitutes an actual sport, football, baseball, hockey, and what counts as only a pastime, golf, bowling, or as what constitutes as operating machine, NASCAR. Save your breath, NASCAR fans. You could argue all day that NASCAR is something I'm not able to do. Ergo, it must be a sport. I'll remind you, I can't fold a fitted sheet either. But I don't see that as a reason for my maid to start training. Today, I want to talk specifics. Specifically, which winter games I think fall short of being sports. And for very specific reasons. Let's start with curling. This is the one that resembles bowling, except with a giant tea kettle and two guys with brooms clearing a path for it. Surely curling was invented by isolated Eskimos who saw some Arctic explorer's photo of his bowling league and said, Hey, we can do that too. Let's just use the stuff we got lying around. But that's really not the main reason I don't accept curling in a sport. The very specific reason curling is not a real sport. Here it is. Curling has quirky rules. Players call their, call their own fouls. Even in the Olympics, celebrating a good shot is considered rude. And conceding a match, known in the real world as being a quitter, is considered a virtue. The quirkiest rule of all, though, is the one that makes it not a sport. The one that requires the winners to buy the losers a round of beer. Yeah, even in the Olympics, the official rules of the World Curling Federation require the winning team to buy the losing team a round of drinks. Sorry, curling. This rule could be fine on a Thursday night bowling league or a darts tournament at TGI Fridays, but in a real sport, uh -uh, it don't belong. Figure skating. One of the events is called ice dancing. You don't call football grass dancing. Boxing isn't canvas waltzing. Because every kind of skating that isn't a race or hockey actually is dancing. But my strongest objection to figure skating is more specific. Here's the very specific reason figure skating is not a real sport. There's a team makeup artist, and they're considered a coach. The makeup artist is considered a coach, awarded a medal along with the other coaches. Think of how silly that is for a moment. I got the bronze because I applied lipstick. And lastly, the biathlon. This event combines skiing and shooting. First you ski a while, then you stop skiing, and you shoot a rifle. I know, it sounds completely awesome. I wish we had this other combo sports like high dive fencing or pommel horse boxing. But obviously there's another reason I discount the biathlon. The very specific reason the biathlon is not a real sport, it's the only Olympic winter game in which the United States has never, ever won a medal. Never, never, never. Now, obviously, if the United freaking States of America can't or more likely has chosen not to win a medal, it can't be much of a sport. Here in America, our Olympians, they're athletes, not Bond villain henchmen in training. 
Time to have a little fun on the phones. Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. Got a message from a guy named Chad. Said, hey, Prospector, uh, my wife works at a florist, and this time of year is incredibly busy, obviously, but uh, I would love for you to prank her if you can at work. Well, I came up with the idea that I was looking for advice on buying flowers, but I needed to know what to get for a pretty girl, insinuating maybe Belinda isn't. It's time for another Prospector prank call. I'm Rock 107. Hi, thank you for calling this is Belinda, how can I help you? Hi, Belinda. Uh, I wanted to order a bouquet of flowers, but I, I need your help. Okay. There's a, a girl I like, but uh, we're, we're acquainted, but we're not like dating or anything yet, but we're casually acquainted. And I thought it would be like a nice gesture to send a, a bouquet of uh, flowers before I even, you know, asked or anything. Uh, just a casual bouquet. So I was hoping you could help me pick something uh, you think would be good out. Is that something you guys could do? Sure, yeah. We can help you with that for sure, yes. My thought, like, like roses is probably too a little romantic right out of the gate. Like, you know, whoa, put the brakes on there, buddy. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to think of what I would get her. Mm, maybe sunflowers. Those are really nice. Maybe a nice little sunflower is okay. Man, sunflowers seem a little, like, they seem, aren't they kind of scratchy? I want something that's a little soft and pretty. Like, like say, say this. Uh, maybe some lilies. Lilies smell okay, good. Okay, let me put it this way. Like, say you were pretty, right? Like, say you were really, really pretty. What kind of flowers would you like? What did you say? I said, say you were pretty. Uh, what kind of flowers would you like to get? Okay, well, that's an interesting thing to say. What do you mean? I mean, how do you even know what I look like? I don't know what you look like. I'm just going off of your voice. I'm just saying, imagine if you were pretty. What kind of flowers would you like to girl, get? I am a pretty girl, so what I have to say is actually... I, I know, but I need something more. for someone if who's attractive. Advice, um, but based on- I need something that is not too romantic, but for someone who is good-looking, oh, wow. okay? This girl's really pretty. I mean, based on, 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 on your mm-hmm. voice and how mm-hmm. you sound, yeah. she's probably going to need a lot of help. Well, that's <laughs> why I'm calling you. I mean, of course I need help. Yeah, wow. we'll stick with the roses. Those are going to be the only things that work. Stick for you. with the roses, really. That's your final. You know, I could have come up with that myself, right? Well, obviously, you don't have enough girls well, to get flowers well, because yeah, you well, have really. no idea what it is you're supposed well, to get. Well, that's why I called you to get some help. But uh, maybe, maybe you don't know what kind of flowers an attractive woman would get because because when was the last time someone even sent you flowers? Actually, I get sent flowers pretty often. Really, really, really. Yes, okay, really. okay. Who's sending you flowers? Nope, my lovely Your boss, husband. he's my sending you flowers husband. to take on a delivery. Who knows how to treat them yeah, and yeah, know yeah, what flowers he probably, take them he probably does it. He probably does it so he doesn't have you nagging on him like this. Nagging? Yeah, yeah. Nagging? Hey, I, I called you for some help, and here you are getting mad at me right away. No, you called me to insult me. Why would I insult you? You don't know hey, what hey, you're doing you know with what? women, so you need you know help what? from me. You know what? Call a counselor. You wouldn't be insulted if you were busy doing your job instead of making everything about you. Well, I'm busy on the phone dealing with punks like you. A punk, really? So that's how you're going to treat a customer? Well, just Maybe like you should you call it harassment flowers. I, I have no idea how old you In are. fact, I can take my business down the street and do a prank call somewhere else. I don't have to be doing a prank call on you. What? A prank call? Yeah, a, a prank call. <laughs> yeah, this is Prospector Prank Call. It's, it's not real. You're on Rock 107 right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Your lovely husband, my Chad. My lovely husband. <laughs> Chad wanted us to this call him so prank call cool. you. <laughs> He's really going to be sending you flowers for real after this, right? They better. <laughs> and they better not be sunflowers either. <laughs> I thought we would have known the answer to a lot of them. Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. Google Trends posted a list of questions people are asking about the winter games, like where's Mike Tirico broadcasting from? What does ROC mean? Which didn't we just go over with the Summer Olympics, Russian Olympic Committee? Come on. Anyway, they're so tame. They're boring compared to today's list of top five questions we should be Googling about the Winter Olympics. 
Here we go. Number five, Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski. Not a couple, right? Top five questions we should be Googling about the Winter Olympics. Number four, how do I get that stupid theme out of my head? Top five questions we should be Googling about the Winter Olympics. Number three, does the Russian medal count include anything won by Ukraine? Number two, do Jamaican bobsledders get kicked off the team for not testing positive for drugs? And the number one question we should be Googling about the Winter Olympics, for the love of God, is there anything else on TV? There you have it. Life's pretty tough right now. There's plenty of bad news, but it's not all bad. It's time for the brighter side of Prospector on Rock 107. An old farmer in Canada saved a bunch of people who got caught out in a blizzard last week, a woman who got lost, and the only thing she could see from her car was a sign for a local farm. So she posted a photo of it on a community Facebook page. Someone recognized the sign, called the farmer's son. The son called his dad, who's 80 years old, and the dad walked down to her car and led her back to his house. Then he found out two more cars got stranded, so he did it again and again and ended up letting seven people sleep over. He and his wife also fed them dinner. Thanks. We needed that. The brighter side of Prospector. Uh, what's a yambag? A fool, an idiot, a blockhead, a dunce, or an ignoramus. You know, a dullard, simpleton, or a clot, nitwit, dipstick, pea brain, mouth breather, or cretin. It's now time to announce the winner of Prospector's Yambag of the Day, as decided by you at rock107.com. Here are the nominees. Nominee number one. A 50-year-old woman in North Dakota has a thing for men in uniform, and she's looking at six years in prison because of it. Sandra Cobes Salo was out drinking early Saturday morning when she spotted a handsome police officer. So she ran up to him, slapped him on the backside. She must have really walloped him because the cop said it caused pain, so he arrested her. He took her down to the station, and along the way, she called him a sexy cop, asked if he was married, and said she loves a man in uniform. She also said she couldn't believe she was going to jail for slapping a sexy cop. Sandra was charged with a felony count of simple assault against a peace officer and sexual assault for offensive contact, which is a misdemeanor. She's looking at up to six years in prison if convicted on both charges. Nominee number two. Hey, look, it's not every day you get to dunk on a group of teenagers for being bad with technology. So this is kind of fun. Two teens in North Georgia are facing charges after they stole a guy's truck on Sunday last week. And they got caught because they forgot how sophisticated phones are. The owner of the truck left his phone in it. The kids found the phone and started taking selfies. Because, you know, kids can't resist a good selfie, right? What they didn't realize was the guy's phone was connected to his Google Photos account. All the photos automatically got uploaded and synced. It's not clear if they tried to delete them or not, but police got their hands on the photos and were able to identify the thieves. They were actually driving around in a different stolen truck when cops caught up with them. Last I heard, the original truck was still missing. And the winner is... The woman who loves a man in uniform and was arrested for slapping a sexy cop's backside. Just couldn't resist, could you? You're the Yam Bag of the Day, and we'll move on to Friday's Yam Bag of the Week competition. Stay tuned for all the nominees for Prospector's Yam Bag of the Day. Weekday mornings right here on Rock 107. Thanks for listening to Prospector's Prime Cuts podcast. Be sure to catch us live weekdays from 5.30 to 10 a.m. on Rock 107 or online at rock107.com or the Rock 107 app. A free download for your Android or iPhone. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss Prospector's Prime Cuts.